Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lonnie. Hmm? If her name is Black Widow, hmm. why does she wear white for the whole movie? And why isn't she a spider? We're asking the big questions here. <laughs> Hello there, welcome to another episode of I Only Like You in Movies and Emily in Paris. Moving on from that, got it in early, just something in there. Well, at least I'm not dreading it with the whole podcast. <laughs> My name's Lonnie. I'm here with Sine, Hello. Uh in the cyberspace again. Mm. Sine's in lockdown again. Space station's locked down. Still yep. don't know why when I'm the only occupant, but you know, mm. mm-hmm. a bit strange. Luckily, though, I was able to see Black Widow in theatres, and you were able to see it beamed up to this International Space Station. I was, for 35 extra dollars. Mm. Was Which... it worth it to know? <sighs> Dunno, to be honest. Dunno, okay, <laughs> all right. So it's the latest Marvel movie focusing on Black Widow, kind of belated in two ways. First of all, it was supposed to come out last year, but, you know, events occurred to prevent Black Widow from... Um, being released last year but also as a whole like this should have come out five years ago shouldn't it really let's face it this is my main thing about this film we're getting into it early is yeah why why are we seeing this now Mm -hmm. why i seem to recall interviews with scarlett hansen who was saying she would never do a single movie she's not interested in it like doesn't Mm. care and mm-hmm. then did she try to find out the film roles and couldn't get anything? And so she's like, oh, I guess, yeah, I really want to do that standalone Black Widow movie. Well, that, That'd be great. That'd be a sick paycheck. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. She does seem to like doing action movies, doesn't she? She does. Does did that Ghost in the Shell, the one where she had a pill and she could use her brain completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other things, I'm sure. And all these Marvel movies. So she's been around since like 2010 in the Marvel Universe. This is her first solo movie, and the first Marvel solo female-led movie as well. You and I, we're big Marvel fans. Well, we like we watch all the movies. Mm-hmm. We love some of them. We like some of them. Mm-hmm. We don't like some of them. <laughs> so, we, no, we, we're kind of we're the audience for this though because we've grown up with them and we we're into them. True, true. And I mean, I kind of liked it, and I like some parts of it a lot. But th- the big question of why this movie, why now, wasn't answered, was it? No. So we'll get into some spoilers. So if you mm. want to watch it, sure, go watch it if you like Marvel. It's not bad. It's just I don't think it's very good. If you haven't seen Marvel, maybe skip. That's my Yeah, and if you just want to totally, and, and if you like want to support a female superhero movie, it's on the good end of superhero movies, but in the wider Marvel universe, there's been better stuff. Yeah. You know, that's okay. All right, you want to get into spoilers today? I just want to talk again, like expand on our thing about this film feeling really out of time. So, yeah. you know how sometimes I'm a bit silly? Oh, I started yes. the movie and then I was like, hang on, where does this fall in the timeline? Mm, oh, because we didn't watch it together. I could have explained this to you. I was very confused. I could have been one of those memes about the, the boy who explains things to the girl and she's not enjoying oh, it. She's looking like into the distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to do a pause and then a quick Google because I was like, <laughs> where in the timeline? And I was like, oh, okay, after Civil War, mm. but before whatever the one was after that. So they've had before their big Infinity fight War. and then yeah. they had to do their registration thing with Captain America and Tony Stark on opposite sides. Well, technically, as I recall, there's the end of Civil War where Superman, oh, Superman, <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man have had their fight and they sort of go off into their own separate corners. Mm-hmm. And Captain America has, a bunch of them get arrested and then Captain America is on the run. 
And then I think the post credit sequence is Captain America breaking them out of prison. So, like, technically this movie takes place in the credits of, of <laughs> Civil War, you could say. I think that's the case. Cause I haven't seen Civil War for a while, but I think that's what happened. Why? Why? <laughs> See? Um, yeah, it's good. Like, you may as well do it. But they did they box themselves into a corner by killing her off? Here's the problem. Yes. Here's, yes. <laughs> Go on. Here's several problems, right? And this podcast is going to be long, so get yourself a snack because we have thoughts. <laughs> you have the issue of we already know the ending, so mm. nothing's going to change that ending unless they do a she didn't really die sort of thing. Mm. Um, so who cares in a way? In a way. Well, there's no risk to her as a her life in this movie because you know she exists exactly afterwards and we also know how she dies in the end so mm-hmm. in that sense but also like narrative jeopardy doesn't on, just mean is the person hang on you've gone all digital oh. okay technical problems have been fixed Sinead. thank you for doing that getting out in your spacesuit and going to the radio <laughs> antenna outside had my little cord on like yeah. around the outside <laughs> yeah okay i think what i was saying is that Narrative Jeopardy isn't just about is this person alive or not. Mm-hmm. However, in this film, it does feel redundant because they keep putting her in situations where she might be dying. <laughs> and the characters that we meet, we haven't really seen again or anything. Like, they're all new, which is fine. Like, that's good. Like, I like all the new characters. But if this happened, like, five or so years ago in the past in-universe... Like, where have they been for five years? That's the question that keeps being raised. Mm. It's all about how she found her family and they never mention them ever again in the other movies, you know? This is the problem about doing stuff in the past and not knowing, not directors not Mm. having respect for where the story goes. I don't think this was, you know, an egregious Mm. example of that. But, like, you have to understand where your movie's going to fit in canon. Mm. And I want to make a huge call. You ready? Mm -hmm. I reckon Marvel is suffering from the same thing that Harry Potter suffered from. Mm-hmm. They're in their Fantastic Beasts stage of their oh. universe, right? Okay, that's a big claim. So I reckon Go on. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter was great. We all loved Harry Potter, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that J.K. Rowling's a turf, but anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to capitalise on that, right, and our nostalgia by continuing to release Fantastic Beasts movies, which are not great. Marvel, MCU, was such a huge thing. Everyone loved Endgame and Infinity War. And mm. then they're just trying to cap- capitalise on our love for that by doing this movie and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which it's 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 done, guys. It's done. It's time to say goodbye. It's Ooh. time to let go. Okay. We have a perfect thing. Let's not hang on and <laughs> stuff it up by trying to wring more out of it. Yeah. Let's do something different now. I know moving on is hard, but if you keep doing this, you're going to ruin the thing. You're going to ruin the good thing. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, and I think it could have been a natural way to end Marvel movies, but that's never going to happen. And we've got I know, it's 60, not, like... 70 years of, of comics where they just re- keep releasing them no matter what happened the week before. But it can so, happen. Breaking mm-hmm. Bad did it. You know, wow. like... So you're calling for an end to Marvel. Okay. Interesting. I'm not calling for an end to all Marvel stories ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying they should all, like, go in the bin. R.I.P., I guess. Jeez. (laughs) I'm Mm. just saying this iteration of the universe Mm. is done. Okay? (laughs) You had your chance to do a Black Widow movie 10 years ago and you didn't. Yeah. So I think... It's time. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure if you're aware, but it's been pretty documented that the guy who was used to be running Marvel at the very, very top, um, not a great bloke and didn't want a Black Widow movie earlier because he didn't think the Black Widow toys would sell to boys. That that was the stated reason, apparently. I hate him. Um, yeah, and also that's why didn't, there was no Black Panther movie for ages as well because that wasn't seen as commercially viable. Turns out very commercially viable <laughs> if you can do it properly, which they did. Um, so I think that is maybe a reason why Black Widow was delayed, and then also by the time that guy left, and then it takes a couple of years to make the movie, and the other ones mm-hmm. were so big and everything, like it can't be like he leaves and the next week you can release the Black Widow movie that's been held up. It's got it takes time to actually 
get over the line. So I think there are perhaps reasons on the production side of why it's late, but that doesn't, well, that almost doesn't matter in terms of the narrative and the response you get to it, does it? It explains why we're seeing this movie now, Mm. but it doesn't Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, is it almost once that guy's gone, it's almost too late to do this now? That's kind of how I feel. Do they feel like they owed it to everybody? To, I think to they did. To lead, leading lady, potentially. Yeah, hey? I think yeah. they did. The same thing as I feel about Tom Hiddleston coming back as Loki. Like, why is that season, mm. like series happening now? That should have been, like, mm. right in the beginning when we just met Loki and there was all this interest and excitement for who he was as a character. You mm. know, back when he first came in and we were like, oh, my God, who's this guy who's, like, continually outsmarting these heroes? And yeah. now it's just... Tom Hiddleston can't get any other role, so he's like, all right, I'll do the Loki series, you know? Okay, so you're calling for the end of Marvel. You've just executed Tom Hiddleston in that <laughs> sentence as well. Interesting stuff happening up there. Then you're going a bit crazy up in space by yourself. I'm not murdering them. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe a bit of, yeah. like, bigger picture well, oversight wouldn't go astray. For um for context, Sene hasn't seen Loki yet. So I haven't, no. You, I'm gonna, I've got views about that when we get to talking about okay. it because... Yeah, what you said is somewhat accurate, but also, it's, yeah, but we'll get like, into it in the next couple of weeks. Scarlet Witch show, mm. WandaVision. Yeah, <laughs> proper title. <laughs> um, at least that happened after, and it was it was a response to her grief after the events of what had already occurred. Mm. These like, mm-hmm. let's go back in past and see what these characters did for three years that we didn't mm. explain to the nth detail, which means it's a plot hole. So we need to put something out to. Mm. explain where they were for three eight years you know it's just like why it's okay to have gaps it's okay for us to mm-hmm. allow our imagination to fill in those gaps i agree i actually think if you're gonna make this movie which they did obviously i don't think that was the most interesting part of black widow's backstory i agree personally i feel like i could have seen more of her being an evil spy mm-hmm. could have been fun her um meeting Hawkeye and becoming good and having to prove herself now she's good. That could have been interesting. And also, I don't, I don't know if you recall, but in Endgame, you know, there's that five-year gap mm-hmm. where she's like basically takes over as being a person in charge yes. of superhero stuff. Yes, I was interested in that too. Yeah. Because they needed a leader as the team and mm-hmm. after Tony left, mm-hmm. that was what I was interested in seeing, all of that yep, stuff. And, and Cap is sort of going... I assume he did missions and whatever during that time period, but also he's pretty sad and he's going to therapy and leading those sessions mm-hmm. and trying to move on with the world. And I think she sort of takes over the mantle. Yeah. It's alluded to. that. I think that could have been cool. Is this thing about how she found her family for mm. when she's on the run for like a week, so, oh, I guess it's interesting, but yeah. Is that better to do it then because it's not so far, it's not so long ago? Like it's, I think so, yeah. It's still sort of interesting because it's still a recent event, whereas I don't care about her as a kid. Like, <laughs> that doesn't change anything that's led up to this point. At least if you did the, mm. the version that you're talking about, you get some, like, insight into how the Avengers got separated, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's that cool bit in Endgame where they all sort of chime in, don't they? There's, like... Mm-hmm. um I think Rocket's there and is it Nikoi's there and they all mm-hmm. sort of they all talk about what they're up to and I think even Captain Marvel is like coming in like a yep. big Zoom session basically. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't thought that could could have been an interesting feel to mm-hmm. to look at. But you know also people talk about this being a spy movie. It's not, is it? It's not a spy movie, it's an actual It isn't only spying. Everyone's like, Oh, it's Jason Bourne. Not really. How firstly, <laughs> how dare. Yes. Secondly, how very dare. <laughs> this is not Jason Bourne. This is an action movie. Jason Bourne yeah. has action in it. It's an action movie as well. Yeah. That's, the, that's the correlation. Jason Bourne doesn't have some guy who can get him a jet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Do you see... Sorry. Sorry. Was Scarlett Johansson walking through a bloody convenience store grabbing things yeah. off the shelves to fix uh-huh. their bullet later on while still doing clever things with the stuff to yeah. put tricks behind? No. No. <laughs> She didn't fight with a magazine like he did that time. Didn't stick someone's hand in a freaking toaster or whatever he did. And then he blows up the whole house because yep. he turns on the gas and then he puts the magazine in the toaster. Oh, I love those movies. 
You know what I love about those movies? They treat you as intelligent because they don't explain what's happening. You're like, why is Mm. he turning the toaster on? What the fuck's happening? And then Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, he's blowing it up. Anyway. What about? Yeah. I was just thinking at the end when, (laughs) okay, let's not talk about Jason Paul. Um, Black Widow has one thing Jason Bourne doesn't have though. Two words. What? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Florence Pugh. (laughs) The movie itself. She's good. And I think the whole family dynamic is good. Um, I like David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, always excellent. Uh, all that stuff was kind of... I liked seeing them as a family in the opening sequence. It was interesting. I kind of felt like I could have had more of that because that was something new. And then when they meet together later, that, that's all fun and stuff. But just what are the consequences of her finding her family? We don't yeah. know. This None. is the thing. Is ScarJo is just like there in this film. Like mm. she doesn't really do much right and like i'm skipping to the end now a bit all over the place but in the final bit where she um has to defeat the baddie ray winston he just like tells her his plan what he's been doing and how to defeat him mm-hmm. and then she does it <laughs> so it's much so for stupid. you know there's no like she has to even go find the the object that will defeat him or anything she just is delivered to him she does a cool face mask switcheroo thing Mission I guess it's cool. Masks. Yeah. And then she just does it. And he's oh, the worst thing for me. Like I'm, I'm talking shit about the movie. I actually quite liked it, but <laughs> he's like, I've got the one resource that there's too much of girls, little creepy mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. elements to that. But they just show some random images of like, I don't know, nuclear Headshots. arms and stuff and yeah. whatever. Like, what are the girls actually doing for you? You've got these assassins, but and you talk about how you're this great big baddie. I never understood what he was doing. Oh no! All I know he was he was capturing girls and like programming them to do his bidding. But like, it's not like we find out he was behind something else that happened in the Marvel universe. We're like, oh my god, this is why there are so many. All these things have gone wrong in the world. It just seems like he was a baddie because they said he was a baddie. He's got these girls who are baddies. And they're doing baddie stuff, but not really showing us what that was or what the consequences were or why it was so Hang important on. to kill him. Hang on. All right. So now we're just out in the space suit again because she loves it so much. So <laughs> don't know where I was, what I was saying. But I think I was complaining about how this guy's bad because we say he's bad. It doesn't actually do anything in the movie apart from be a baddie. You know what I mean? Like if there was a threat to somebody, if these Black Widow assassins that he's been training... We're going out. We're going to kill the president or something, and she had to oh. stop that. And no, he's just up there in his little um, heli carrier cloud thing. He's in his own space station. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like kind of like stroking a cat, and like I'm very evil because I'm an evil person, you know. Like, <laughs> and she's got to find him to d- destroy it. It's like I know she's had other stuff going on in her life, right? But, you know, Avengers and you know, aliens and whatever to, to defeat. But it's kind of like she just, like, one day is like, oh, maybe I should do something about the evil cult, cult that I was a part of, you know, yeah. and, my, and my de facto sister and my de facto mum and dad. Like, I get she's a spy and all that stuff, but it it's, it's like, oh, it's my solo movie. I guess I'll do something about my past now. That's kind of what it felt like. Very much that? feels like that. Very, very much. I was also mentioning Florence Pugh. Let's talk about some of the good stuff, if unless you want to talk about some bad stuff some more. But we'll I'd probably like... circle around again. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get back to it. Florence was amazing. Florence was the best thing about this movie, right? Mm-hmm. She's the best mm-hmm. thing about every movie she's in. I love mm-hmm. her. She's amazing. She did her accent really well, even though it's like generic, generic Eastern European. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some tweets being like, how long is it going to take for her to just come, become American in these movies? Or Yeah. Even English, because I know she's from England originally. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, it raises the question, like, is it okay that she does an Eastern European accent because she's mm. white and blonde and, like... Mm. I don't know. Felt a bit funny about that. But she's great. She God, she gives so much lightness to the movie. I think it would have been a mm-hmm. real downer if she hadn't been yeah. there to have some like really human reactions and stuff. However I... Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking about whether I want to say this because I reckon you're gonna push back at me. Okay. All right, getting ready. It's another criticism of Marvel. Mm. It seems afraid now of taking itself too seriously. It's acting to me like a kid in high school who really likes something 
And then the bullies have caught on to that and so they hate him and then bully him for liking the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, this thing. No, I never liked that thing. That's like, who would like that? That's so stupid, right? This is like the case, like with the fight pose for Black Widow that Florence (laughs) makes fun of, which is funny, right? It's funny. Mm -hmm. But they're so afraid of being earnest that they need to like go back and sort of comment on it. It's really funny. You're right because like 10 years ago when it was her first movie, didn't they think that was cool when they did that? Exactly. It was cool, right? It's a superhero movie and people are acting like superheroes but now it's like, oh, people are making fun of us so I guess we should be like make fun of ourselves first so no one else can say it. Like it's. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying for sure. It it is kind of like having it both ways, doing it but then also making fun of it so no one else can make fun of it. But I think that's also a good thing about Marvel. They don't take, generally don't take themselves too seriously. But I was thinking just that, it's funny what you're saying, that in direct comparison to the Snyder Cut, which is like 30% slow-mo, just hero images. You know? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you've watched it yet, but it is it is like they lean into the very opposite of making fun of yourself. It's like, you know what? Yeah. We're making a very serious movie about Superman here. <laughs> Which is like, if you're going to do it, do it. Right? Like, it's a tone yeah. thing, right? And it's not mm. like... I'm not saying that this is like the worst thing about the movie, but I've just uh, like, why do we no. have to make fun of this now? Like, why do we have to comment on our, be really meta and comment on our own stuff? And I don't know. Yeah. I, I again, I liked it and it was funny in the moment, but it is kind of, I know exactly what you mean. They spent 10 years doing it and now they make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, why'd you do it if you're going to make fun of it eventually? Or why making fun of it now kind of detracts from the cool moment. 10 years ago, I'm like, oh, wow, exactly. look at her. She's got such a cool pose. Yeah, I know I what you mean. It's... That, like, you know, Cap picking up the hammer and saying Avengers Assemble, is that all going to be mm. like a meme? Are they going to make fun of that? Because that was genuinely one of the best moments I've ever seen in cinema and it was earnest mm. and it didn't wasn't afraid to be earnest. Yeah. That's how that worked, you yeah, know. It's a fine line, isn't it, between taking yourself too seriously, which I think is the Snyder movies do, but then... If you make everything a joke, well, that's Thor Ragnarok. Nothing matters then, does it? Exactly. Mm. And you know how I feel about that movie. <laughs> and I just don't want any 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 movie that's stepping a toe out of the water to getting closer to that side of the scale. Just watch yourself, mm. okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love Florence and obviously she's going to be the next Black Widow character. That's the mm-hmm. that's what they've been doing, right? They're setting her up basically for that. Seems so. That's good. I like all that. Um, I really like David Harbour and you haven't seen Stranger Things actually you've watched the first five seconds of it I think it was eight <laughs> seconds that I got through thank you so okay. much <laughs> um, but he plays the sheriff on that show and he's the heart and soul of Stranger Things so I've got a lot of love and affection for him mm. and I liked him a lot in this I, I thought he was a great Red Guardian what do you think? did not care for him one really? iota Oh, my goodness. I was like, why is this guy here? Again, why in superhero movies do we have to have three threats that we're dealing with at the same time? He just fights this generic bad guy, bad girl, for no reason. Taskmaster. Like, what? What What are you? What are we doing? Yeah, some of the fans are upset about Taskmaster because he's an actual character in the uh, movies. It was in the comics. And it's not a problem that I don't think they've, they've – he's a female character, as it turns out, in a twist in this film. It's just that he's a nothing character. Well, she's a nothing character, right? She, she doesn't, doesn't say speak. anything or do anything. <laughs> she's just there. She doesn't do anything. She's just a generic bad guy for them to and beat up for no reason. What What has she done in the past? Has she killed somebody? Has she defeated? Oh. Has she caused terror in a country? Like, I don't know. She's just been there, seemingly. Just doing... They train all these women. They train all these black widows to have them, just and, in case. Oh, oh boy, are we going to use them when we need to? <laughs> Yeah. I guess we see them in the um, beginning doing spy stuff, but like, I guess so. Bit rich of Florence Pugh to be like, "Oh, people love you. You're an action figure, and you killed mm. a little girl." Florence, mm. you probably killed a million people while you're under the spell of the gas. Okay, like let's not throw stones here. Yeah, I think it must have been in the honest trailer I saw about this, where like they they have that bit about her having a go at Black Widow mm. for that, and then she caused an avalanche that killed Kills, everybody like, in that prison. Exactly. <laughs> dog there so you're an animal murderer now and that's somehow better yeah. is it 
Like, oh. yeah. Just while I think of it, mm. do you think it was narratively a bit weak or easy or cheap to just have like this dust that can cure someone from being brainwashed? Yes. Yeah. Would it have been more interesting if Florence had been actually brainwashed, like psychologically? Yes. And was evil for most of the movie. And then the journey is Black Widow turning her good or coming, getting her to come around to maybe even being a little bit good. Yes. So yeah. okay. here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like this movie seems to be scared of making the heroes do bad things. Mm. Like the fact that ScarJo thought she killed the little girl and then turns out she didn't lasted about 20 minutes in this movie, right? Mm. And it's like, haha, jokes, the girl survives, so ScarJo's not bad now. Mm. She's still a hero, everyone's good. And the same as Rachel, she has to be like a, you know, undercover operative, not be evil all along. She's got a redeeming quality. I would have liked her so much more if she was evil, but yeah. I'm Make her me. evil. Mm. We've already foreshadowed it with the pig, right? And mm. her not stopping it suffering. Poor little pig. Just make her. Make her evil. Like, I don't understand why they're so afraid to make people complex. You know, it'd be so mm. much more interesting if Black Widow did kill this one kid, right, and mm -hmm. she can't shake it and that's her trauma, that she mm. put her job over someone's life. And mm. But, no, it's like, oh, never mind. Yep. All good. And I, I didn't get the feeling they were particularly close when they were living undercover in America. No. And they come back and they've had one lunch together and then she's taking Rachel Weiss decides to give up the whole life's mission. I don't understand that at all. I mm. think she was completely wasted in this film, Rachel Weiss. Yeah. She had I, nothing I to do. You could take her out and the whole film would be fine without Pretty her. Much. I mean she's awesome, but Yeah, yeah, I, I love her. Saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just totally. how I watched this with our good friend Erica. And she just straight away after the movie, she looked up all her ages because she's like, "I did too." Oh yeah, my you god! Did, okay. When I was watching it, I was like, "Rachel Weisz isn't that much older than ScarJo, is she?" And they could have played sisters. They could have. Yeah. But they were like she's, they're fifteen years apart or something. Yeah, but they, they in in movie ages they could have played sisters. It, it felt weird for her to be the mum, didn't did. it? It did. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And this is kind of set. I mean, I, I know the age doesn't change, but if it's set five years ago. But yeah, it, that all just the timeline doesn't quite match up in that sort of sense to me. I don't think. No. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have so many things to say still. I'm, I'm still upset that you didn't like David Harbour. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know who Red Guardian is. I didn't get that. Like, oh my god, it's Red Guardian in the movie. Well, to be honest, neither do I. I don't know him <laughs> apart from the fact that he's David Harbour in this movie. But he's like the Soviet Captain America, basically, which I'm, sure, I'm sure you understood. Not bad. Based yeah, on that. yeah, yeah. Just like, okay. Mm. I, I don't know. That just seemed, again, wasted time. We're at this prison breaking him out for what? Keeping yeah, I'm not really sure the why they did that. Like, just to have the family together, right? Is that all they did? They just wanted to get everyone together, so they had to get him. That's well, they thought for he, plot had, reasons. he had ways to get into the red room. And then he's like, oh, JK, yeah. no, I didn't, but Rachel Weiss does. And so we happened to yeah. be having a family reunion. Okay. Here, here are some quick fire issues. Okay. All right. So you've, you've taken down Marvel, you've taken down Loki. You've taken down Red Guardian. All right, I'm, what's next? I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm on a warpath. So <laughs> how did Rachel take her braids out and put her eyeliner on so quickly? Oh, the eyeliner. You know, I'm not one normally for makeup and hair and stuff, but it was intense, wasn't it? Like the armies have had to come and get them or whatever. And <laughs> She's doing this switcheroo. looking in the mirror, trying to hold and her little just, coal pencil, making yeah, them even. Yeah, mascara. <laughs> What are we doing? And it doesn't make it better knowing that they were doing the Mission Impossible face mask thing. Yeah, because I get it. Because ScarJo would still have had to do that. Mm. Doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. Right. Um, in the, the flashback to when they're kids and they have to leave, mm. right? Mm. The dad comes home. He sits down at the table. He has a beer. Stares out the window. He sits down again. <laughs> Then he goes to talk to Rachel Weiss and he's like, we have to go. And then all of a sudden we're all rushing to get out. We've got to get everything in the car. We can't take the mm. photo on. We've got to go, 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 go. Why did you come in so like lackadaisically and sit down for mm. 10 minutes and talk to everybody? If you're in a rush to leave, leave. Oh, mm. stupid. Okay. Retconning the blonde hair thing. Mm, okay. Why? I don't care. I don't. Does anyone really care that they changed her hair color halfway through? Is that something we're really, like, staking a lot of 
I, I just assumed that she did it because she's on the run. That's I was fine with it. I mean, maybe it's a little reference. It's like a little, hey, she's just her doing her hair. But okay, sure. But why? Why does she have to hold mm. the box of dye? And it's like, oh, my God. And I think in Screen Rant's pitch meeting, which I'll link, and I'll link the Honest Trailers as mm. well, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, retcon the vest that she wears in <laughs> Endgame because everyone really cares about where she got that vest from. Like, what? I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't have told you what she was wearing. In Endgame, to be honest. It's very important at the end where they kiss the kiss of the vest and it's like, oh, now you can keep it. And it's like in the movie, it's like handing over the baton or something or mm-hmm. it's like, it's not it's not this bad, but it's almost like it's, you know, roast by it's a slate or something. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, she wore a vest, did she? Okay. okay. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. It's like, like um, Solo, like everything in Solo had to make, had to be a meaning about him getting his name and his dice and his. Don't talk to me about Solo. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Bad movie. The pheromones thing. Mm. Really? That's what we're doing? Pheromones? Yeah. yeah. I've seen a few people talk about it. And, like, I love the fact that she had to break her nose, like, in a narrative sense. That's, that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Cotton buds up there could have been just as easy, <laughs> if not easier. You know, Less painful. Planet said this. Also, I saw someone online was like, just like have a gun from across the room as you walk in and shoot him straight away, like without even smelling him. If that's can't you sniper him? Yeah, exactly. Like, surely. Also, mm-hmm. Yelena can blow up the plane. She put the grenades on the plane, yeah, but he yeah, was exactly. right there. So does yeah, she yeah, not yeah. have the pheromones thing? <laughs> if not, then why wasn't she killing him? Mm-hmm. Stupid. And again, the thing about we've got all these bad girls and they're coming to defeat you, and, and there's going to be too many for you to do it. But we can just throw a little dust bomb of the mm. of the um, brainwash cure. Why even make that cure if you're gonna? Yeah, it's gonna cure the people. Yeah, it just it just felt a bit easy, didn't it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Does she have superpowers? Look, I think in the comics, there have been times, and I think maybe hinted at or maybe it's even part of the text where the whole... Red Room scenario was about the Soviets trying to make their own Captain America, and I think she received some of the serum. Not sure about that, but I think that is what happened. That that explains why she can hold her own. But I think in this universe, no, she's just like you know really fit. <laughs> That's her superpower. She power. should have died so many times. Oh, so, so many. many. About twenty, I reckon. She should mm. have died in car crash. Crashes mm. the car like five times. Would have died. Mm. Falls mm-hmm. from a bridge into the water. Would have died. Falls out of a window and then she like hits things on the way down. Oh. I was like, you would and die, but not only that, you'd have a broken arm, a fucking you know fractured disc in your in your in your I back. Know. She like, didn't even. She just walked it off. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm a bit slower at walking, but I can still run after you, Lena. That's mm. fine. Mm. Oh, just <laughs> what's going on? I think my main concern about this though is that it's so generic. This movie. Mm so generic it's about keeping a thing out of an evil person's hand and then we'll just have a generic fight sequence with some no-name baddie and that's it like at least captain marvel had the nostalgia of the 90s to lean into Mm. you know this just is nothing i know that's why i think some of the other options could be more interesting, or even having it more about her as a kid, even. Yeah. Oh, that's not because it was new. That was, you know, and mm-hmm. the family stuff, like, you're right. It felt very been there, done that, done better in the past. 
and I don't want to you know, talk shit about an Australian director, but great that Kate Shortland got this opportunity and after doing some indie films and then, you know, going on to the Marvel. Yeah, she um, doesn't have a lot of experience. And she's no, all of a sudden given a Marvel film to direct. Yeah, I mean, and that that's great. That's wonderful. And I think she was handpicked, so that's even better. But it just kind of felt a little bit... I, I don't remember any outstanding images. It felt a bit grey and blue. Mm. I don't, I, you know, we know Marvel... They can do impressive stuff with memorable mm-hmm. moments and all that stuff. It, it does kind of feel like you're in direct comparison to every other Marvel property out there. So yeah. when you get something that's just like forgettable, something that would have been, I think, better received and more interesting back in the day as well, as we've talked about I already. I think so too. If it so was it more does. in the moment, then mm. you'd be keen to know like, oh, yeah, what is she getting up to? Like, mm-hmm. I just... Really? And like, was this really important to tell the audience that, hey, for those five years when she wasn't accounted for, mm. this is what she was doing? Like, okay, yeah. does that affect anything? No. No. Okay. And surely they knew this movie was coming. They could have had some references in Endgame to her family or something and we could have been like, oh, wow, I want to hear more about them. Yeah. And then we, we get to hear about them. She sees her sister for about a day, has dinner with her parents and then she's given the opportunity to go off with them and then doesn't take it at the end of the film and somehow she survives all that anyway that's all been deliberated over Mm -hmm. on the internet Mm -hmm. i want to mention something to you though sydney okay i'm taking this directly from uh, mr sunday movies and meso from the wiki planet so props to them and that their review is quite good of this they're kind of saying mention them pretty much every week so yeah yeah. (laughs) similar stuff to what we've gone over but one thing that Mr. Sunday said, which I thought was really interesting, but impossible to have done. But say this movie came out back in like, you know, 2017 or 2018, like when it should have in terms of the Marvel timeline Mm -hmm. of other movies and whatever. Mm -hmm. And you get that end scene, the the post-credits scene where um, Julia comes, turns in, Julia Louis-Dreyfus turns up and she reveals that Black Widow was dead then and that Black Widow was killed by Hawkeye before we know that she was dead. That could have been a really fascinating um, teaser. That would have been. At the end, wouldn't it? Wouldn't he? And then you find been... out that she sacrificed herself, but he was there and so he's... Yeah, and so all the way when you're watching her in Endgame, you're like, is she, she going to die soon? What's going Hawkeye's on? Hawkeye's going to pull a gun on her. Like... Yeah, and if you could even set it up even further about maybe Hawkeye has some real aggression towards her because of... He lost his family, but she's sort of been okay because now she's the boss of the whole mm-hmm. Marvel universe, like all the you know all the good guys. And but then when it turns out that actually what happens is she sacrifices herself to save everybody. And we could have spent you know that year or two before Endgame came out being like, is she actually dead? What's going on? There's so mm. much speculation. And like, there's no way this could have happened in term because of when the film came out and what we what we've already seen stuff. But that, it seems like a missed opportunity nonetheless because that would have been really intriguing post-credit mm-hmm. sequence wouldn't it it would have been yeah i like that idea i like that idea too and what do you think of that because because you haven't watched falcon winter soldier have you don't bother if you come <laughs> if, if i'm being honest but what i mean is that the character that julia played or julia herself turns up at the end of that with a similar sort of pitch to a to a villain uh, or to a character so i was just confused why selena kyle was there to be honest <laughs> i did see someone say it's just like Cynical to be allergic to the Midwest. It, just... it really is. Like, she was almost that character for the first bit of that, and then I was like, I had to keep, no, 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 we're in yeah. Marvel. Okay, she's going to be someone else. So she's like Contessa Von Dam, someone or something, some some long name. Right, no. I guess she's like an evil Nick Fury putting together an evil team. I think that's what we're getting at, right? Oh, I don't know. All I saw was, here, let's go kill Hawkeye. Yeah. But, like, in terms of the narrative, like, Nick Fury used to turn up and be like, hey, how about you join the Avenger initiative in this person? She's like, why don't you come kill Hawkeye? I'm all for that. That's totally fine. You're all for killing Hawkeye? Oh, no, he's all right. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> the thing I was going to mention to you during the week that made me laugh really um, hard was from the Honest trailer for this. Yeah. About when they're in the um, hiding in, in Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, hiding up in the vent of the of the train station is like what sort of idiot will lose at Norton Crosses, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah, hundred percent. I guess that also people have been making fun of um, the post credit sequence because they're all like this. That's not not 
be silly, but it was pretty much being like, hey, coming up soon, Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because she's obviously going to turn up on that, isn't she? If obviously. That's the, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's a bit of fun. Now that we're talking about Hawkeye, All can right. we just talk about ScarJo's or Black Widow's love interests? So mm. call me crazy. I seem to have had a fever dream of an early <laughs> Avengers movie where they were very clearly setting up Hawkeye and Black Widow to be together. There was lots of sexual tension, lots of like slow-mo shots, lots of like helping clean each other's wounds up and very like sexy mm. times. And they, they used to allude to what happened in Budapest, like they've mm-hmm, got a shared history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Budape- Budapest, which is Budapest. I'm very mm. sorry to everyone from Budapest. I've been saying Budapest my whole life. I will now stop. That's okay. I, um, on behalf of Budapest, <laughs> I say that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, and then it's like, oh, no, they're best friends. They've been best friends all along. She really loves, mm. checks notes, Hulk. Oh, no, no, not just that. He's got a secret family. He's got two kids and a farm. Oh, my God. Do you remember when he had a secret family and everyone was like, what the fuck? Oh. See, that was a good example of them not taking themselves too seriously, that the yeah. heroes were reacted like us, as in, what the fuck, why do you have a family that you've never mentioned? Yeah. Like, that and he was, was a good like, example. And he's like, well, I have life outside of you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm a regular person. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Mr. Jetman? <laughs> Being stuck firmly in the in the friend zone. You're such a good friend. Friend, we, yeah. Did you recognize him tonight? I knew him from something, but I haven't looked him up. He is Luke from The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that's who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which, obviously, in hindsight, but you and I saw off that show after the second season, so it's yeah. been a while since we were in that universe. Yeah, a bit too much trauma porn for me. Yes. All right, one more negative thing, okay. and then I'll get and, to a positive. Okay. <laughs> and we'll good. end on a high note. Right. So, you know how you said you weren't going to talk any smack about the director? Hmm. I'm going to talk some smack about the director. Okay, all right. Out of, out of their body count, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's done something, and it's not just her, all right? I think it's everyone who's a director of a movie that Black Widow has starred in. Hmm. But it's getting added to my gripes list. Okay. But framing. <laughs> I was wondering if you're saying butt there in, in reference to butts. Yeah, go on. Butt framing, also known as the male gaze, but butt framing specifically. When she's in the room talking to old mate with the accent who can't do an accent, guy who's in charge of everything. <laughs> yeah. The shot is perfectly framed to have her butt at the bottom of the screen. Mm. There's no reason to choose that frame at all. You could have zoomed in and have an OS2S. Why? Mm. Because of her butt. Because she's the most highly sexualized character in the Marvel Universe. Every shot, we had to make sure that we got her butt in it. Because it's Scarlett Johansson and what what do we all know about her? She's a sex symbol and we have to make sure she looks sexy in all her costumes and stuff. She's hot. I get it. I don't like how we have to frame a shot around her butt. And it just makes me feel like those awful ads for the Avengers back in the day mm, where she's the only one that's like twisted her body so we can see her ass in her costume. No, just because you're a female director doesn't mean you're immune to this, clearly. Mm. Do something transgressive with it. Like have a bit of girl power. Don't yeah. zoom in on her ass. I don't want to get I, – I totally agree. I was just thinking I can't remember this happening in Captain Marvel personally. Neither um, can I. Yeah. Captain Marvel was with the first black, black, sorry, the first Superman, superhero, female Marvel thing, actually. I, I was wrong before. But Black Widow obviously was the first, was before Captain mm. Marvel in universe, my bad. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. To be honest, though, I, I don't remember that being particularly egregious, even though I agree it probably was in this movie. I think I've just blocked it out because that's just what you get so much with um, the male gaze in these movies. But I, I remember distinctly a few times being like, oh, why are we seeing this? So I agree. Thank you. Appreciate that. I what I was going to say though, in relation to that, is it just me? Maybe I'm going to give up a man card for saying this. Here but in terms of her being sexualized in these movies, I agree. But as a character, like in terms of visuals, mm-hmm. especially that first movie, she's particularly mm-hmm. skin tight, everything and whatever, and in, in Mind Man too. But as a character, is she that sexy? Like, isn't she more bland? On the bland scale. As a character, she's got no personality. We're all, because this is the thing, I don't think any of us watch these movies and see Black Widow. We see ScarJo. Like, Mm. she acts 
in these movies the way that I would assume she acts in real life. Like there's not much characterization going on there. Think no, of like, like Mantis, right? Like that's very mm. clearly a character. Yeah, yeah. ScarJo essentially just plays a version of herself and, and looks exactly a, like herself doing cool things. Like That's the problem when you've got a, a super soldier with a, with a troubled past. Mm-hmm. Like that's everything she says is kind of downbeat and she's troubled and she's got trauma and stuff and nothing wrong with that as a character but it's just not that interesting, is it? No, not to at me. all. And just think of someone else in the universe, like Love and I Hate Him, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, exudes mm-hmm. charisma. You yep. want to watch him when he's on screen. Yeah. Um, the same with every character, basically, in Spider-Man movies. Yeah. They're also watchable. But, yeah, it's, I think, it, it's a very, I don't know how to put this, but the way she's sexualized and the way she's thought of in a sexual manner in these films is a kind of base level just based on looks and body parts, I think, more than mm-hmm. being a uh, charismatic or just kind of sound like a sexually interesting character in that sense, you know, like mm. you're right. They've given her a few love interests, didn't go anywhere. She's never been like seemingly romantically linked to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you never want to be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to ride or die on this relationship she has with a new person every film like mm-hmm. I think I think you're totally right I think it's been is that the nature of the character being sort of bandied around and not really having a strong through line throughout this series which yeah. happens in big Marvel in big properties I suppose but yeah it doesn't make it better I was just thinking like when she first came into the Marvel universe I remember being really confused why she was involved with the Avengers because mm. she's just a spy like mm. she's a really good spy but she's just a spy she doesn't have, like, she's not a god like Thor. Mm. She hasn't had super serum like Captain America and she doesn't have this, like, massive suit that Tony Stark does. She's just a human. Like, mm. I'm sure she's really good at fighting, okay? But even the best MI6 spy in the world, mm. I don't think you're a match for a guy in a rocket suit who can just blast you with a projectile. I know. It would have been nice if Iron Man gave her a suit, wouldn't it, just to help out? <laughs> She's just a human. Like, mm. what? That's, that's been the thing all along, hey. So she's always felt really out of place in this universe for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's there and she's fine. But like, She's fine. And I agree. And when she died, I was like, oh, that's sad in I guess. that it's happened. But, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like when other people have died in these movies. I didn't cry when she died. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, they've killed her off, I guess. I cried yeah. when, like, Tom Holland mm. turned into dust. Exactly, that, that was devastating. Yeah. When Tony died, that got me. Like, mm-hmm. but she died, and we we're all like, "Oh, that <laughs> sucks." But even it, it felt more dramatically important when Thanos um, threw Gamora off the cliff because yes. mm-hmm. it felt like it had stakes, and it did feel a little bit like you know, we're going back to reviewing Endgame, I suppose <laughs> now. But it was like, okay, she's reached into her contract. Let's get rid of her so mm-hmm. we can bring someone else in. And if it's Florence Pugh who's in next, I'm okay with that. Me because too. she great. is charismatic and funny. She has little it's not even like the humor necessarily. It's just like like when the dad was walking up to them when they'd flown mm. in before they saw Rachel Weiss. Mm. And he's like, Can I talk to you? And she did this tiny look, which was like Ugh, and like rolled mm. her eyes. Mm-hmm. Which was something that wouldn't have been in the script necessarily. It might not have even mm. been a direction. It was a character choice. And happy to be corrected if that was a direction, sure. But mm. I'm saying that she just pulled off those little, like, reactive moments. It's not like your line, my line, your line, my line, which ScarJo, I mm-hmm. think, can fall into sometimes. She mm. had, Florence had a bit of, like, pizzazz, a bit of, like, reacting to what was happening and, like, being sulky mm-hmm. and walking sulkily because she's annoyed. And I don't know, she just really has a really honest performance where I didn't see the actor, I saw this character. That's the amazing thing of some actors are present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to say you can't teach that. I'm sure you can teach that, but some people have it, I think, naturally. And it, it can... Yeah. I think actually having her play off ScarJo did ScarJo's performance a disservice because I didn't think that mm. her performance was bland until it was against Florence Pugh's, which was so alive. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, you really give us nothing, ScarJo. 
It's just like in there, say your lines and out you go. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been a bit harsh on her, but like she has been a good addition and I think maybe she's played off better against some of the other Avengers early on. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson as, a, as, a, as an actor. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, was this maybe just going to be like the one that she does and that's, we've given the Black Widow movie, it, it's happened. Was it supposed to launch her coming back and like as a clone or something? Because I don't think people are clamoring for that, are they now? Where's the clone thing come from? Oh, I'm just saying because she's dead, but she could come back in some way. And I think Flash if this movie done really, really well, yeah, there would have been like calls for her to come back somehow. Like, mm. I don't think that's happened. Maybe it will eventually. Like everyone can come back. No one's ever dead, really. But not in comic books. No. I will finish off on a high note. If you don't have anything else but... you want to say. No, you go first. I've got some other things. I think you should go first. Okay. One thing I loved about this movie were mm. the fight sequences. Yeah, that's all, that's all I was going to say. So okay, good. <laughs> let you go first. Yeah, go, which ones? Let's go through them, Particularly the bridge scene. Mm. But my favourite one was the one in the apartment between Florence and Scarjo. Oh, you liked that, did you? I loved it. I mm. thought it was so cool. And it took me back to my, like, stage combat days when I was doing <laughs> acting training. And made me feel really excited because the the choreography was so interesting Mm -hmm. it wasn't just i'll punch you you punch me it Mm. was i guess i'm going to circle us full background to the beginning but Mm. the apartment scene was a little bourne-esque i get where they're getting that Mm. from because it's jason bourne he'll just turn up in an apartment and start fighting you or someone else will turn up and start fighting him he just like i'm just trying to cut my hair and have some time with whichever lady i've (laughs) basically kidnapped and some guy would just come in the window and then he's like oh my god i got to fight you now too jesus but i think the thing the thing that the people are like picking up on is mm. the resourcefulness of the fight so yeah. they grab whatever is nearby in order to help them to use it as a weapon like they used yeah. the curtain they yeah, yeah. used i think she had like a paper guillotine at some point i didn't even know what that thing was i was mm. very confused throwing plates at each other like that was really that was cool. cool because it added some like they were actually interacting with their environment. It didn't just take place on a soundstage, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. like in front of a green screen. Yeah, most of the time she's got a gun or something or she's fighting an alien in Wakanda and stuff, yeah. and that's all fun. But that, that felt a bit more real because they were in a real place. It did. Yeah. It did. So I think, yeah, choreography was great, wasn't what you expected, was really like intense fight scenes, which I really love. Um, mm. I think they did really well. What was your fight, favourite fight scene? I liked all the stuff in prison. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, where did they go from there? What happened after prison? <laughs> Who knows? We're up in I the plane the, for a bit. The plane. I liked, didn't mind the, the skydiving stuff. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Think about Taskmaster as well. So in the comics and games and etc. wider mm-hmm. Marvel Universe, his whole thing is he can copy anyone's fight style. Yes. Which is kind of cool, and you can kind of see that in various points of this. Was like he did the claws for Black Panther, and mm-hmm. did like some Bucky stuff, I think, and then had the shield at one point. Like, Captain. oh, I didn't pick up on any uh, of that. Yeah, oh, some of that. I might have to watch it again to pick up on all of it. Um, I think he did the shield at one point. Anyway, yeah, he had the shield. Yeah, I, I think he did kick it up. Anyway, the whole thing about that is kind of like, oh, if I can copy your fighting style, I'll defeat you. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I guess because you can mirror image me, right? That, that's the idea. But it is kind of like all the fighting style that I have, maybe a different fighting style will be better to defeat me because of, you know, it would complement my style. But I, I also, I guess, if you're a really smart assassin or whatever and you can you can fight like the best fighters, I guess that's cool. How long into but, the fight does, does they not, do they know what to copy, though? Like, is it one yeah, move well, and they're like, aha, yeah. I've worked your whole style out? Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't know a huge amount of Taskmaster, but from what I understand also, he's a baddie and he trains other baddies. So that's kind oh. of a cool concept for a character, isn't it? Like I'm the one who they'll go to for their fight training. That's kind of interesting, but didn't really get that from this character, no. <laughs> this version. This character is a mute for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Make, bring that reveal earlier and make us engage with that character. She wasn't even really that torn up about it. Like, mm. I don't know. And it was Olga Kirilenko. She's like was a it? big star. Yeah, yeah. No way. It was. Look it up right now. 
looking it up. Oh my god. What? Olga. Hi. How you going? <laughs> Just wanted to have a quick chat. Mm-hmm. Um, you have been in a James Bond movie. Yes. Okay. Um, you're like an international sex symbol. You're in a really great French film called The Translators. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need to take a role where you have no lines and your character has no personality. You yeah, can do, take better roles. I, I agree. And she's actually a pretty good actor, not, not just like a, yeah, just an action star. I've, I've seen her in good stuff and I think she gives, gives a lot. She's more than just being mute and being behind a mask the whole movie. But this is my thing. Like, why did we need that bit of the story? Yeah. Take it out. Does it change yeah. what happens? No. Uh, she's still trying to free the Black Widows. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter that the daughter's there. It's just like, oh, another one for me to free. Okay. Do you think they've offered Olga to come back into the next to the like the Florence Pugh movie they or something? Must have, right? Like, there's no way she would have signed on for that movie, as mm. big as she is as a movie star. With this being the only iteration, I'm sh- I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, I I saw her name in the credits, and then I watched the movie. I was like, oh, where was Olga? And then I thought, my gosh, she had to be that one. Okay. <laughs> sure. Weird, uh, right? Mm, wow. Weird. Okay. Okay, cool. Overall thoughts, Danae, of mm. Black Widow. I liked bits of it, but mm-hmm. I didn't like the whole. Yeah. I think if you if there's a continuum from like Ant Man up to Infinity War of like good to bad Marvel movies, it's probably top half, at least in the middle. <laughs> is Ant-Man the bottom? It's pretty bad, isn't it? It's really bad. Ant-Man the Wasp was even worse, I thought. Oh, People say that Thor 2 is bad, but we saw it at the cinema. I thought it was fine. I'm a bit weird like that, you know? You couldn't, know me, everybody. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that movie. <laughs> but to be honest, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in most Marvel movies, to be honest. See, the I'm thing that Sinead does, <laughs> Sinead watches these movies once, and then anything else she has to know from then on is in my brain. So if she needs to know it, she just ask me. See, I, it's true. I, I somehow <laughs> made this subconscious choice that I don't need to remember these things because Lonnie will. So I'm like, I don't need to keep hold of that information, do I? No. no. And at the same time, I must have, in my brain, decided I will know all that stuff about these Marvel movies. So <laughs> we're a good match in that sense. Listen, I remember things about other things. You do, you know. Song Look lyrics? at wigs. You you don't you do you know every every song lyric ever. So that's good. Um, yeah. So I'll just say overall, I think we've we've talked a bit of shit, but I think that's because we have high standards for these movies. We, we do. quite like them, and we have the ones lots of thoughts as well. Like yeah, I and mean... the fact that we've spoken this much about it, I think, means there's something there to talk about. So that's good. Like sometimes we do like a ten minute podcast, or like yeah, this movie happened. <laughs> it was a thing. So... <laughs> I think it's cool. Like at least we're engaging with the text. Even mm. if we don't like it, at least we, we're talking about why we don't like it. We're not just saying, gee, for some reason the female superheroes happen to be in all the Marvel movies that I hate the most. I know. Uh, what a, what a bad Twitter that, thread. No, yeah. I don't, don't bother. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I, I think what I'm disappointed is that it, it could have been better because of some of the, maybe some of those directions we talked about. Mm-hmm. And just in general, there are maybe some missed opportunities like – could have been more family stuff rather than just one, you know, yeah. dinner they had. I think they just and... shot themselves in the foot with the premise. Like, no one really cares about yeah. the family. I agree. And also, I think all these movies do this, and a lot of movies in general do this, mm. by having it set over a short period of time, that mm-hmm. really limits how far the characters can grow and what they can actually do. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she'd been with on the run with her sister for a year and it had taken her a year to, you know, remove all the evilness from her sister or you know even got a halfway to not being so bad anymore mm-hmm. you could have really seen a change in the character as it is so like a crazy weekend they had together you know and they parted it parted <laughs> so remember that time we brought the whole family together and then yeah i just got myself arrested for the sake of the story because that's where i needed to be at that particular moment yeah, huh, yeah. fun times and then oh, there's one more one more thing mm. i thought it was cool in the moment but then looking about about it not so cool at the end, she can go on a plane with her family or she can stay and do something with General Ross who's coming to get her. Mm. And then we just cut to her getting away. Like, well, what? What, what, what happened? I mean, maybe it's oh, cool. Oh, with the plane? 
Yeah, and like in general, Ross and all the army guys are coming to get her after the after the big helicarrier well, has fallen. She goes the, somewhere, Lonnie. She uses the hair dye and she chops her hair off, and she puts the vest on, and like goes and friend zones Olbe. I guess. Yeah, I understand. It must have happened, but I don't know. It could have been cool to, you know, General Ross is there, like, okay, I'm bringing you in because you've broken all the Sokovia Accords and you're on Captain America's side, and at this moment in time, he's bad, even though we know he's good. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's that happened. But if she'd been like, all right, why don't you look at what I just did? I de- defeated this evil Russian guy. I brought down this empire of Black Widow assassins. Like, cut me a slack. Why don't we have a truce for a little while? You know, it could have been cool to see her use her capital and, and negotiate, or she tries to do that and then she has to run away or get, or get out of there or something. I, it just kind of felt a bit cheap, you know, because it very much felt like a moment like, you all know she's fine, don't you? We don't have to show that she's fine because we know she's fine. Like, which is the whole movie, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. I'm on my high horse. Sorry. <laughs> what are you going to rate this? Uh, out of five. Yeah. I guess I'll give it a three. It's fine. It's good. But this is how I watched it. Saturday night, didn't think too much about it. Had a brownie afterwards. So <laughs> that's, I, mean, I think that was bad. a perfect way. Yeah, it was good. And also, Eric and I got pizza during the movie because we watched it that. Oh. Blue Room Cine... Oh, not even called Blue Room anymore. Just Cinebar, Rosalie. It's not called Blue Room anymore. Like, they, I think they've got another um Did they make chain? another room that wasn't blue and so then they're like, we can't keep the name? Yeah, I think they've got another um, franchise opened up somewhere else. So now they're called Cinebars. I play on cinema, I assume. And they're called Rosalie and another one's called something else. I'm not sure where. Right. Um, Sorry, go on. I'm going to give it... Mm-hmm. Three stars. Okay. After we talked shit for over an hour, we still liked it. <laughs> it was good. Like, honestly. We're true Marvel fans then, if that's what we've done. <laughs> yeah. We're Marvel fanboys. Not even that, really. We all like them all, but we're not going to go send death threats over people who don't like them or anything. I need to do a rewatch. We should do a rewatch and then a, mm. a full list of what we think is the, are the best ones. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And I, I think some of the things that we didn't like, especially, are things that are kind of out of everyone's control, like... If this came out last year, maybe it would have been a little bit better in terms of it, it was just after Endgame, etc. Yeah. And maybe if they'd somehow been able to go back in time and release it properly back in the day, you know, even then, you guys you could have done it then. I mean, yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. It seems like there are a special breed of people who become studio executives. I'm still completing mm. my Disney project, and it's mm. funny. Similar things were said in the '90s about making The Little Mermaid because they didn't think that. It would do very well because it's a mm-hmm. girls' film. Katzenberg. That's why they called Tangle Tangle, not Rapunzel, because they didn't think little boys would go see a movie called Rapunzel about a princess. I hate everyone. Same with Frozen, right? That was mm-hmm. that's why it's called Frozen because it's doesn't turn off boys. Grow up, everybody. Jesus. Why is our primary thing of not turning boys off films? Every movie is made for them. Literally and, every other movie. And. It's like just assume girls will come along to watch other stuff because they have to. Exactly. And this is the thing. They're like, oh, it won't sell well. There are more girls than boys in the world. I think it's It's 51 to 49%. That's what old mate said. There's there's too many girls. That's his whole point, wasn't it? I don't think my point was there's too many girls. His point is (laughs) there's girls. You can use them somehow. And I'm going to be Harvey Weinstein for some reason. And I can do this. And I'm I'm really going to obviously show Black Widow how to destroy the ship or whatever. How to destroy me. And also, I'm not going to do an accent because I can't do an accent. <laughs> so I'm just going to be this weird, like, half-British mm. guy. Mm. And I'm just sitting in a room with, like, a screen mm. doing circle hands. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, like, all of that, not good. Mm. All that stuff on that flying spaceship, space station. No, no it's It's been, like, when did Incredibles come out? Like, 2004 or something? Mm-hmm. So we've had... Many years, decade and a half at least, of movies that we all know now we should do monologuing. No monologuing. We still get it. We still get it, don't we? (sighs) Anyway, three stars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for listening. Listeners can also get in touch with us on Twitter, can't they, Sine? Can. They could send us an email if they wanted to and talk about um, Black Widow. Um, What have we got coming up? Not sure because Sine is locked down, so we can't see much. I saw Space Jam. I'm keen to talk about that. I'm keen to watch it, but all I'm saying is it's a bit sus that we go into lockdown the one week I need to go to the cinema to see Space Jam 2. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Yeah. We'll find something. 
we'll be as surprised as you are. We'll watch an old Marvel movie, maybe, and then talk about that potentially. We'll see. Anyway, talk about off pod. Not off pod conversation. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.